Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With Earn In, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the Earn In app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with Earn In, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 73. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Jennifer Mary about editing your closet, finding a signature style, and how to love your wardrobe. This is the perfect show for you if you've wanted to up your style, create a more cohesive wardrobe, or if you've ever looked in your closet and thought, I have nothing to wear, even though there were still clothes hanging on the rods. Yeah, let's face it, who hasn't thought that from time to time? Well, stay tuned because you are going to like today's show. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. I am so excited for today's show because we are talking closets, wardrobes, and signature styles. Years ago, I embraced a capsule wardrobe, and while I love how having a capsule wardrobe makes it easier to get dressed in the morning and feel put together, the real secret to why I love it is because condensing my clothes to fewer pieces allowed me to find my signature style. Discovering my signature style has been the real game changer for me because it's helped boost my confidence and I feel better when I leave my home every single day. But as I say with most things in life, there are more than one way to get to the same solution. So if you're not quite ready to embrace a capsule wardrobe, today's guest on the show, she's the perfect person to help you. Jennifer Mackey Mary is a wardrobe stylist who gives everyday style advice to everyday women. Over the last two decades, she's helped thousands of women cut through the clutter in their closets, discover their style, and build wardrobes that make getting dressed fun and easy. She's the host of the popular podcast, The Everyday Style School, that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. Jennifer is passionate about raising confident daughters, 
female entrepreneurship, and getting every woman in a better bra. You're in for a good episode today, and when you're finished listening, be sure to head over to littlegreenbow.com slash 73 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to the free resource Jennifer offers you as well. Again, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 73. And now let's get to my conversation with Jennifer Mary. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the One of You Minimalist Show. How are you doing today? I am so good. Thank you for having me. Of course, we are thrilled to have you on the show. So one way I really like to start off these shows is just by having you tell my audience more about you, because this may be the first time that they have met you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. I am Jennifer Mackey Mary. I am a wardrobe stylist who doesn't love clothes, which I think is always a little shocking for people. I love what clothes do for women. I love that you can get up and choose who you want to be and dress for it. And I think that my love of what clothes can do for you comes from the fact that growing up, I had a very complicated relationship with clothes. I loved them, but they didn't love me back. I had a really difficult body type to dress. All the things that my friends were wearing just didn't look right on me. And if I worked out more, if I lost weight, if I did this, if I did that, and no matter what I did, like pants were just my nemesis. I could never find pants that fit well. So I kind of put my love of clothes in a corner, right? And just, I bought the things that I knew worked. And then my early career was spent in food. I was a restaurant corporate training director for different restaurant companies. And I trained staff and opened new restaurants all over the country. Great time. And then my career kind of took an unexpected twist when I went to work for Chico's and I moved from food to fashion. And when I started working for Chico's, the first thing they did, their first few days of training for every single person, no matter what your level, was they taught how to dress the four body types. And what I discovered on my first day of work was absolutely life-changing. It was a complete revelation for me that my body was just an apple. It wasn't weird. It wasn't malformed. It wasn't bad. I didn't need to work out more. I didn't need to lose weight. I just needed to buy different pants. And I found the kind of pants that worked for me. And then the love was on, right? Like all of a sudden I could find the things that loved me back. And all of a sudden I can use my wardrobe to make me feel the way that I wanted to feel and let go of some of those just really complicated relationships that I had with my body and with clothes. And so I just, in my time there, I dressed thousands of women and helped them learn how to dress their body shapes, how to bring out the best that they wanted people to see through their clothes. And so, yes, I love clothes, but really I love what they do for women. And it really just came from me learning to love my body and learning to love my style because I learned how to dress myself. Oh, I love that story. And I, I love what you said at the very beginning there, something about, you know, how it's basically an armor almost, or a costume that we get to put on. If we're not necessarily feeling super confident that day, if we choose the right outfit, it can make us feel almost like Wonder Woman. And when this comes out, it's going to be right around Halloween. So it's, you know, in a way it kind of works that way, right? Yeah, it absolutely does. I think a great example, my younger daughter who is in fourth grade, she's having a little bit of a tough year. Like all of her friends ended up in a class together and she's not, and it's just like not clicking. And as a mom, that is so hard for her. And in our house, we don't talk about, we actually don't talk about clothes a lot. 
I let them wear what they want to wear. I let them wear what makes them feel good. But last week or a week before, she started putting together what she calls banging outfits. Like my outfit is banging today. And she has really cute clothes. I will buy them just about anything. But she started to really think about what she's wearing. And she made a comment at the end of last week, when I like my outfits, I have a better day. And I'm like, wow, that is so powerful for me doing what I do. But I have never said those words out loud because I don't want my girls thinking that what you wear defines who you are, the kind of person that you are, whatever. I don't want that message given to my young daughters. But for her to pick up on the fact that when you leave the house every day and you feel banging, you're going to have a better day. It's, it's, a, it's a way to have a better day. And it's true for every stage of life. You know, if you are somebody who's wanting to work out more, get up in the morning and put on cute workout clothes. You don't have to wear your frumpy dumpy, you know, this makes me feel bad about myself thing. Put on something cute. And all of a sudden you feel more athletic. You feel like a person who is concerned about health and fitness and wants to do those things. So I just think clothes are so powerful for people. Absolutely. Oh, that's a good, and it's good that you said that too, right? It's not, it's not necessarily doing it for someone else. It's doing Mm -hmm. it to make yourself feel good. And I'm 100% on board with that. So let's talk about style a little bit because your blog is your everyday style. And I want to know what does the word style mean to you? So for me, style is really about self-expression. It's about taking what's inside of you and putting it on the outside, right? If you want people to see that you are quirky and artistic, you can dress for that. If you want people to see that you are, you know, polished and on trend and, you know, got it all together, you can dress for that. I think it's like Rachel Zoe. Stylist Rachel Zoe said, style is a way of telling people who you are without having to speak. And that's a great way to phrase it because people do, whether we like it or not, whether it is right or not, people draw a lot of conclusions and inferences about us based on the way we look and what we're wearing. So my philosophy always is don't let them guess. Right? Like, don't let people fill in the gaps on their own. Tell them exactly who you are by how you've put yourself together. Interesting. That one is, yeah, that's good. Some things to think about because I do think sometimes I can get in that rut where I'm like, sometimes I don't necessarily care, right? Like, I know what I'm about and I'll just put on, I mean, I wear a lot of black because I'm a want to be minimalist and I want my life to be easy and I want my life to be intentional. And I have a very neutral wardrobe, which I love. And I, it 100% fits me, but sometimes I do forget that. Like if I'm going somewhere, I do sometimes need to remember that like, this is my forward facing, you know, first impression. And so I need to remember that sometimes. So thanks for pointing that out. But I <laughs> Not would, that I have bad style or anything. <laughs> no, but I would also say that a neutral wardrobe is sort of the definition of wannabe minimalist, right? That yeah. of so it is communicating what you are about. That's true. <laughs> so I think, I think that we get this idea that we have to really carefully craft our image and we have to, like, it is a costume. It shouldn't be a costume. It should feel completely natural. But when you don't know what you want to say or what you're about as a person, that's when it does feel like a costume. That's when you feel like you are dressing to dressing the part, right? Dressing to Mm. be something else. But Mm -hmm. I think when you're dressing to be the very essence of you and the best of you, 
it is very, very natural. And people go, I don't really think about my style. Those people, a lot of times are the most in tune with themselves and their style. Okay. Well, so then what are some simple ways we can improve our style? First of all, knowing who you are and what you like and giving yourself permission to like what you like. So when I started my business, I started sort of like the show, What Not to Wear. Everyone knows that show and they love that show. And that's what I used to do. I used to go into women's houses and I would make them try on everything they own and figure out what worked, what didn't, all that good stuff. And there were some women who didn't even know what they liked right? They had no idea. So every day it felt like it was putting on a costume. Every day they felt like they had to buy more stuff where they had, they didn't have the right stuff or they should be this or they should be that. And beyond that, they didn't feel like they had the permission just to like what they liked. I remember shopping with one client and she loved this. It was when like Spanx leather leggings first sort of got to be a thing. She loved them, but she kept saying like, what will people, think what will people think if I go to the bus stop and I have on legging leather leggings and I said well first of all what people and who cares like like let's start with that but the other side of it is they're probably gonna think I wish I'd worn that right like when you really put when you step out and style a little bit people don't have the reaction you think they're gonna have they have the oh I wish I could do that oh I love that oh I wish I had that sort of confidence so really figuring out what it is you like and giving yourself permission to like what you like without any shoulds. I should be this. I should be that. I should be more dressed up. I should be more not let go of that stuff, that stuff and just like what you like. From a, from a practical perspective, your clothes need to fit you well. You cannot have style if you don't have fit. Fit is the absolute foundation to style. And I see a lot of women and everyone thinks like, oh, people are walking around in clothes that are too small. They're not. I would say 90% of my clients came to me wearing clothes that were too big. And when your clothes are too big, it is impossible to look put together. It's impossible. So your clothes have to fit you well from a practical style perspective. But with those two things, and then I would say the last thing is don't forget to try new things. Don't forget to try new things. We're in this really weird space in, in fashion and style where the trends and the, the looks right now are very, very different than they have been in the last few years, right? Like we lived in skinny jeans for a decade and now skinnies really aren't the thing anymore. I know, and you can still wear your skinnies. There's nothing wrong with that. But straight legs sort of are the silhouette of the moment. The crop wide leg is the silhouette of the moment. And I hear a lot of women, especially as we get older, assuming that nothing new is good, right? Like, oh, I'm just sticking with my skinnies. And what happens is you just sort of become dated and it's not fun anymore. It gets harder to find things you like. So I would say just allow yourself to try new things. Look at new styles that come out and without saying that's terrible. Everything out here is terrible. Say, you know what? I'm not used to this yet. My eyes aren't used to this yet. Or how can I make this work for me? Or what do I like about this? Or find some piece that's out there because everything is out there that you do resonate with and stay current. It doesn't mean that you have to be trendy and recycle your wardrobe every two years, but staying current is a great way to stay up with style. Ooh, well, as someone who it took me forever to get on board with skinnies in the first place, because I loved the boot cuts way back, 
Mm-hmm. And then I had to go to skinnies and now I got to go back. But no, I agree. Like I could get just one pair of jeans and it will completely open my wardrobe back up to being more current. So it doesn't have to be super difficult. It could just be one piece at a time, you know, one piece a season for somebody like me who does have a capsule wardrobe. You know, I have a very small wardrobe. I probably have under 40 pieces total for my entire year. So, you know, one piece is going to make a big difference, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for me where somebody who has a lot of, you know, a lot of items in their closet may have to have a little bit more. The other thing you had talked about was figuring out what you like. And to me, that almost seems kind of venturing into kind of the signature style realm of like figuring out what your style really is do you have any tips for somebody that's starting out that is in that point where they're like, you know what? Turns out, I don't know what I like. I've looked in my closet. It's actually, I'm not really jazzed about any of it. How do they find out what they like? Do they start a Pinterest board? Do they just go out and shop? Do they, what would you suggest they do? This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic medical grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes, and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Going out and shopping is the last thing you do ever. 
right? Whether you are editing your wardrobe, whether you're trying to figure out your, your signature style, shopping is the last part because until you know what you want to fill your wardrobe with, you just end up putting a lot of misses in there, right? A lot of like, oh, well, that wasn't right. Oh, that doesn't right so the first thing you've got to do is figure out how you want to look and that's i ha have a course called signature style and that's sort of what it teaches but the first thing we do is help women figure out what i call their style guideposts so style guideposts are three words that answer the question i want to look blank blank and blank hmm. i want to look blank blank and blank and they can be absolutely anything. The words don't have to mean anything to anyone but you, right? So if I said, I want to look feminine, feminine to you might be pinks and pastels. To me, it might be dresses and ruffles, right? So it only has to mean something so that you can see it in your closet. You can see it in an outfit. You can see it on a rack. So for example, my words are uh, current, fun, and polished. Those are my three words. Every single thing I buy, I ask, is it current, fun, and polished? And sometimes they're not all three. Like black pants are not fun necessarily, but I want them to be current and I want them to be polished. So graphic tees for me, I think graphic tees are so fun. I love a good graphic tee. So that brings that part into my wardrobe. So when you know these three words, when you figure those out, you can go to the store and you can say, okay, which pieces you hold up a sweater? Is it current, fun, and polished? Is it modern, feminine, and artistic, whatever your words are, if it isn't, don't buy it. If it isn't, don't buy it. If you're editing your closet and you pull out, you know, I don't know, a Laura Ashley style floral dress from the 1980s with big shoulder pads and you say, is this current fun and polished? No. Okay. Those are the things that you can chuck right away because that's why you're not wearing them. They're, you're not wearing them because they don't reflect who you want people to see or what you want people to see. So figuring out those three things is the absolute first step. Hmm. Great. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on the black pants being fun. I have some black pants that are fun, <laughs> but again, you? your fun is different than my fun. Exactly. So that's exactly. what it works. <laughs> for me, for me, like I use black pants as just a foundation of everything in my wardrobe, right? They have to sense. fit really well. They need to be comfortable and they need to, to flatter my body. And that's really it. If they're yeah. fun. So for me, if they're fun, like if they were really wide leg or something like mm. that, they would be less versatile in my wardrobe. Does that ah, make sense? That does so make sense. not everything has to be all three, but I think a lot of women also get hung up. Like I, I, I ask my people this question a lot, like, does your outfit today reflect your signature style? Mm -hmm. And I hear a lot of no, because no, because I'm at work. No, because I'm out with my kids. No, because I went to the gym, but you can apply those three words to every single aspect of your life and your wardrobe. If you work in an office where you wear suits, you can have current polished fun suits, mm -hmm. or you can have modern feminine romantic suit, whatever it is. It's the colors you choose. It's the details. It's the fit. It's all of those things. So when you start looking at your wardrobe through that lens, it's easy to buy workout clothes that reflect your style. It's easy to buy work clothes. It's easy to buy special occasion stuff. It's easy to buy stay-at-home mom clothes because everything reflects your style. And then what you find is that the parts of your wardrobe work together better because even if it's a blazer and a pair of pants or a pair of jeans or a graphic tee, because they have your natural aesthetic, they play together a little bit more and you use more of what you have. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, and that to me fits right into kind of that capsule wardrobe idea, which is what I love so much. I love being able to mix and match my things. It makes it so much easier for me to get ready in the morning. I know anything I pick out is going to go with the other, you know, I've paid attention to the fit when I bring things into my closet so that, you know, if I throw on this t-shirt, I like it because it's got a little bit of a boat. No, you know, I'm just talking about what I have on right now. It's got a little bit of a boat neck. It's got a cool little cut at the bottom. I like how it fits and flows and I just feel better in it. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Um, so you mentioned a word there, like closet edit. So for mm-hmm. me, I would kind of say like declutter your closet. Are those different? What, what does that mean to you? A closet edit to me. So if you think of someone writing a book and they send it to their editor, it is that like minutia, right? Of really getting in there. Does this word need to be here? Can we, you know, change this word here? Let's put a comma here. We need all of those things, right? And to really make it as good as it can be. So I think it is about decluttering, but it's not just about getting rid of, it's about more curating, right? Of this doesn't work with my style. This, you know, this only plays with two things. Do I, does it really have a space here? I don't like the way I feel in this, this needs to go. So I think it's looking at your wardrobe from a little bit deeper perspective of wanting the result to be the perfect wardrobe for you, not just get rid of stuff. On my podcast a a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the style advice of if you haven't worn it in a year, get rid of it. Mm. And I disagree with this because for me, like a a, a very arbitrary date doesn't tell me enough about you and this thing. So I don't know about you, but a lot of my clothes haven't been worn in the last 18 months because I haven't had the places to wear them. You know, I haven't been going on the same types of vacations. I haven't been speaking at conferences and events. So all of the things that I would wear for those by this arbitrary date, I'd have to just declutter them and get rid of them. But let's say I did go on a tropical vacation or somebody, what the heck, maybe someone asked me to speak at an event at a tropical location. I would have clothes in my wardrobe that I would want to grab instead of going and shopping and buying something new. So for me, just getting rid of stuff, I love to get rid of stuff. It's my favorite hobby. Love it. But just getting rid of stuff isn't enough. We need to look at it from a little bit of a bigger perspective about curating the perfect wardrobe for you, your body, your life, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, and I have stuff like that too. I mean, I have, so I try to keep a very small set of what quote unquote work clothes. Cause again, I work from home, so I'm not having to go out and have meetings. I don't really need my business pants. Um, but I have a couple that I love and I loved how they fit and I loved how I felt in them. And so, you know, I'm not going to toss them just because I don't have somewhere to go right now. If that event comes up, I want to be prepared and I want to have something that I know is going to yes. be, as your daughter says, banging as I walk out the door, I'm going to feel like that power woman going into that meeting. So it's going to give me the confidence I need. So absolutely. I'm, I'm on board with the arbitrary dates. I think they can help if they are in your general wardrobe pieces that you would wear on a regular basis and you haven't worn them in a year, take a look at those and figure out why haven't you worn them in a year. And then of course, this last couple these last couple of years have been so different you're going to have to look at it with a a slight, you know, with a little bit more of a magnifying glass and a little bit more grace through that lens of like, okay, well, 
I would wear that if I were going out for barbecues with my friends. So I'm going to keep it. And then if in a year, once things get a little bit back to normal, hopefully, if you haven't worn it, then you can look at it again and say, okay. So yeah, I definitely think there's a lens. Like, is this in my normal everyday kind of style that I would wear and I haven't worn it in a year? Why not? You know, but yes, don't just throw things out arbitrarily because you haven't had somewhere to go, but you like that outfit. So yeah. So the question I always tell my clients to ask themselves is, have I had occasions to wear the occasions, yes. plural, plural. Ah. have I had occasions to wear this? And I haven't, I have this, I love a good, like open knit beach sweater. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a sweater, yeah. but it's not hot. I love those. And I have a gold one from loft. I have had plenty of chances to wear this thing and I never have. And then I put it on and I looked critically and I'm like, I hate this neckline. It comes up too high. I don't enjoy this. I don't feel comfortable in it. Chuck it. So have you had occasions, plural, because, you know, you can't, you can't edit 12 things if you've had one chance to wear that. Right. So if you've had occasions to wear it and you never have, that is more telling to me than have you worn it. And the other thing I ask my clients to ask themselves is, would I buy this again right now as is? Yeah, that's a good one. You know, I have a lot of clients in the past and in my communities now that are hoping for like a magical closet fairy to come in and (laughs) change something, right? Like if it was just a little bit brighter blue, well, it's not, and nothing is going to make it brighter blue unless you dye it. So are we going to get rid of this thing today or not? Right. Or you know what, if the neckline was just a little bit more open, well, it's not. So you take it to a tailor or you can chuck it because nothing is going to magically happen in your closet. And so if, if you're keeping things with this qualifier of if it was just a little bit different, you can go ahead and get rid of those things unless you're going to do what it takes to make them the way you want, because they're not going to be, there's never going to come a day where you want to feel blah and a dull color on you. There's never going to come a day where you want to wear a neckline that makes your shoulders look broader. There's never going to come a day where you want to wear a sweater that's itchy all day. Like that's not going to happen. So if you don't want to wear them because you're hoping something's going to be different, those are easy ones for me to, to help people get rid of. Yeah. And before we started um, our conversation today, I got a peek in your office behind you and you have a um, quote on there or a saying that says, if you don't love it, when you put it on in the fitting room, you're never going to wear it. And it's super true. And I think it's true as much in the fitting room before you buy something as it is when you actually put the pieces on in your own home that you're shopping, quote unquote, your own closet, right? If you put it on Mm -hmm. and you don't love it, you're not going to magically wear it. Just like you were saying. You know, it's funny because I, I have this thing that I tell my, my women, and if you don't love it, get rid of it. And women always say, but I don't, you know, it's a whole like KonMari spark joy thing, it, which is so true. It is so true. And people say, but it's just t-shirts. I mean, no one love them. No, they don't spark joy. And I say, okay, imagine there's a day that all of your laundry is done. This is just like a fantasy. All the laundry is done. All of your clothes are clean and folded and whatnot. Are there t-shirts that you pick first? Of course there are. You know why you love those most. Mm-hmm. If you had access to your entire wardrobe, there would always be that shirt that you pick first, that go-to sweatshirt that you go for, the jeans. Even if you have 15 pairs and you wear one of them, you have a favorite, you have something you love. So we have to stop looking at it from like this, 
oh, you know, like the clouds part kind of moment and this t-shirt is perfect. It's not like that. It's just, this is the one that feels best on me. And that is joy. That is love. That is something that you like this one best of everything you have. So imagine all your clothes are clean. You know, you don't have to dig to the the bottom of like, oh, I can't wait to believe I have to wear this t-shirt today. Nope. You have access to everything. What do you choose? And, you know, even more tellingly, when you need to do laundry because you have quote unquote, nothing to wear, that's Mm -hmm. the day you go edit your closet, because that is the day that all the things you possibly wear, you don't want to. So just go get rid of all of it. So true. That is a good point. Cause I do remember reading the KonMari book and she suggests you do your laundry and have everything available to you. But that's a great little tip right there of like, no, you want to go when you are like, I have nothing to wear because all the laundry is dirty. That's Mm -hmm. when you can go through and you can just look at all the things that are still there that Yes, technically there are clothing pieces there. You could be clothed when you walk out, you would not be naked, but obviously there's something there that you don't like. You don't want to wear them. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So what would you say to the woman today who is listening to this? She feels overwhelmed by her closet. You know, what do you want to tell her today? Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. First of all, I've been there. I have been there before I started my own business. So I grew up in a family where shopping was the sport. You know, some people are like hockey families and some are baseball families. We were shopping families. 
like I could have been in the Olympics. We shopped, that was our thing. And we bought and we collected and we had, we had a lot of, we just had a lot of stuff. And, you know, my mom and sisters, they still love to buy stuff. I'm not, I'm not that way. And I think part of that is, you know, having worked in stores and with my clients in retail, you see how that wonderful thing gets marked down and devalued and devalued. And there will always be another new thing next week. Like it sort of takes the shine off of it. So if you have a shopping problem, go work in a store for a while because you'll be over it real quick. But I just, that was our experience of just buying things. And I remember one day I looked at my closet. I couldn't fit another thing in there. Things were falling on the floor. I mean, things were on the floor. Things were coming out of the dresser. And I was like, I hate this. I don't want to live like this anymore. And it was a time where I was working at Chico's and Chico's was kind of the ultimate capsule wardrobe, right? Where all these black pieces went with all these black pieces. And there were always new things coming in that it was a whole system. And I was like, what if I just did that in my personal life? What if I did for myself what I'm literally doing all day long for other people? And I started only buying things that work together and, you know, that I really, truly loved. And my wardrobe just kind of winnowed out naturally but so if you have that closet first of all girl I get yeah I've been there what I want you to do is organize it I want you to organize it first the other thing I disagree with the Marie Kondo philosophy is tackle it all in a day like take it all put it on your bed putting all your clothes on on your bed is a great recipe for sleeping on the floor right don't do that don't do it was a mess First thing I want people to do is just organize it. Don't make a decision about anything, but I want you to organize it by item type. So all tops together, all cardigans together, all jackets, all skirts, all dresses, pants, the whole thing all together. And then shirts, just hang them by sleeve length. So sleeveless to long sleeve, same with dresses, or you can do hem length for pants, whatever works for you, but organize them that way. And then I want you to set a timer for 15 minutes. That's it. That's it. 15 minutes. Go through and pull out all the stuff that is an easy no. In my first phase with clients, I don't have them try on anything. Trying on your whole wardrobe is exhausting. It's exhausting. And you lose the ability to make good choices when you're trying to do it all at once. So before you get into that whole thing, organize your closet, set a 15-minute timer, pull out the immediate no's. Like, no matter what my style is, I hate this. No matter, you know, what else I keep, this shirt has a stain on it. It has to go. Just pull that stuff out. And you notice just this like lightning already. It's super easy. You haven't tried on anything. Your closet is organized and you have a really good start. That's the only, that's the only thing you have to do. Then you need to go and you need to figure out your signature style because everything after that, you need to judge through this lens of, will this serve me in the future? There will never be a day that I want a blouse that is feminine and romantic and soft and boho. It's not my style at all. So if there's one of those hanging in there, I know I can get rid of it. The, I call it photo, fear of throwing out. It's kind of like FOMO, fear of missing out. But we keep these things like, well, maybe, maybe someday, maybe someday. And that comes from not knowing what your style is. Mm -hmm. I can confidently throw out any ruffled dresses because I know that I will never, there will never be a day that I love those. So you have to figure out what is my style and will this work for me? And that's, and then from there, you just take it chunk by chunk. You try on all the tops in one day. That's all you have to do. Just try on the tops. 
and then look through the, the eyes of, does this flatter? Does it fit? Do I love it? And is it my style? And when you have those four things, it's very easy to get rid of things that aren't working for you. You no longer have this idea that if something was different, if you were a different person, mm -hmm. if your lifestyle was different, you have a, this just really clear, yes, this works for me. No, this does not. Yeah. And that 15 minute timer is something that I tell people to do all the time when they're trying yeah. to declutter their home. I love it because it really is surprising how much you can do in 15 minutes. And I completely agree with you. Do not try to tackle any of this stuff in one day because mm -hmm. it is so overwhelming and decision fatigue is real yeah. and you will start to make bad decisions and decisions that are not aligned with who you are when you try to do too much. And then you just feel defeated and you feel like you failed when you didn't. And so I am 100% on board with that 15 minute timer brilliant um, piece. And I do think like you were saying, it all kind of comes back to that intention and being mindful of when you're shopping, knowing what you're looking for, having those three words in your style, knowing what color palette you want to stick mm -hmm. with, knowing what things fit you better. It is, it's not limiting. Things just get easier. Like I said, it's an easy yes and an easy no, instead of that middle ground of I don't know. Someone says it looks good on me, mm -hmm. but does, do I really feel good in it? Or, you know, there's that, ah, oh, I used to hate that moment of like, I don't know if I should or should not buy this, but following what you're saying here with those three words for your signature style, knowing how things are supposed to fit you, what colors look good on you type of a thing you can say, or what colors you like necessarily, mm -hmm. you can then say, yes, this is great. Or nope. I don't think so. Yeah. I think for a lot of women, we believe that we were supposed to have been born with the style gene, <laughs> right? that it is not something that you have to learn. It is something you just instinctively know. And nobody else struggles with this. I've had a lot of women say like, I thought I was the only woman struggling with this. There is no style gene. Yes. Are some people Yes, yeah, some people are crazy talented. They know what works together. Even if you look at it and you're like, I don't know about that. They, they know how to put things together in a way. Not Most people don't have that, right? Most people don't have that. We have to learn what looks good on us. You know, I, I say frequently on my podcast, it's the show that teaches you everything your mom never did about getting dressed. <laughs> I was lucky to have a mom who said, raglan sleeves are best on you. Most women don't even know what a raglan sleeve is forget whether or not it's best on you, right? There are a lot of things that we as women don't learn. And then we're supposed to magically know how to get this, this fantastic outcome. Yeah. Most women don't know what colors look good on them. Actually, what I say is that every woman knows what looks good on her. She just doesn't know how she gets there. So it is recreating the wheel every time you shop, every time you shop. You pull in, you know, a hundred things into the fitting room to find five that work when you know what works for you, whether it's the colors, the fits, the necklines, the sleeve types, whatever, you can look for those things. And then you take 10 things into the fitting room just to check for fit. And then you bring five back out. It's a totally different way of doing it. And mm -hmm. style is both an art and a science, like dressing yourself. There's a lot of science involved in it and where lines should go on your body, how to get the right fit for this, how to flatter this shape, all of those things. They're worth investing in. If women are struggling with not liking the way they look, 
it's worth investing the time and the money and the energy to figure it out, or you will always struggle. I taught a, a class on jeans, on denim. And at first I was like, who's going to come to a class on jeans? It's actually like my most popular class. And I've taught women how to know if jeans are going to work for you before you hit the finny room. Mm. Like that's, that's nice. valuable information. Yeah. And women hate <laughs> hate trying on jeans. They hate trying on jeans. Yeah. Cause but you feel you know those... really bad about yourself yes, you do. when they yes, don't you do. fit. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I can look at a pair of jeans just by my client's body shape and by the shape of the jean and know if it's going to work for her or not or not. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that is worth investing in so that you can make it easy on yourself. And like me, if you're thinking these jeans don't work because my body is wrong, you learn, no, it's actually the jeans that are wrong. Go for right jeans and all of a sudden your body's right too there you go it's like it doesn't have to be this difficult soul-crushing thing no and then it it can just be closed I think clothes should just be closed your life is what's important but when you feel bad about how you look all of a sudden the clothes are pretty important yeah oh yeah definitely clothes can be a confidence booster for sure and it's worth it it is worth it um So this has been fantastic, Jennifer. Thank you so much for all the information you've given. And if people are ready to take the next step or find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me on my website, which is youreverydaystyle.com. My podcast is the Everyday Style School. And then you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's Everyday Style with Jen. Awesome. Okay. Well, and we'll have all the links to those things in the show notes, of course. So if you're listening and you're on the go and you can't write that down, just check the show notes. You'll be able to find Jennifer that way as well. Now, my favorite way to end every podcast are with three rapid fire questions. So are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) Okay. They're not that hard. Um, what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? Oh, buying fall decor. Mm. I finally, I got the pumpkins. I got the corn stalks. My house looks ready for fall. I need to do that. The one thing I want to do is the, um, switch out our front planter. I just want to get new plants that are the fall plants. I got to go do that this week, my daughter. So it's been so hot here and I'm in Minnesota. And so, so, so hot is like 80, um, (laughs) in Minnesota in October, it's really hot. And I just, I'm not one of those people who could live in Florida because like, it has to be cold at Christmas. You know, I have temperatures and and times of year have to go together for me. So (laughs) This was the first weekend that I felt like I could really embrace it and embrace it. I did. Oh, I love that. That's great. Okay. Question number two, what is your favorite piece of advice about life or style or anything else that you have received that you want to share? You know, my mom always said growing up, there are pros and cons to everything. There are pros and cons to everything. And as a kid, I was like, oh, shut up pros and cons to everything. Right. But as an adult, what I have learned is there are pros and cons to everything. If you're always looking for a solution that's going to be like the one right thing, it's it's not usually not out there. There are pros and cons to everything. And I've thought about that a lot as a mom. Um, you know, the baby phase has pros and cons. The teenager phase, which I've just entered into, pros and cons. There are pros and cons to everything. Mm, I love that. And then what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? Oh my gosh, so many things. My children are in school five days they're out of my house. I mean, that's an amazing thing. That's just amazing. And I hope they stay that way. Um, you know, really for their mental health, I enjoy having them around, but I do get a lot more done when they're not. So that is, that's one thing. And then 
I actually just launched the new phase of my business, which is called the Style Network. And we are training stylists and certifying stylists to have their own one-on-one. -on -one. It's their independent business, but it's a partnership with us. Um, I feel now that I don't see clients anymore, I see this need for women to get the individual style help they need, right? Like if you are crying in a fitting room, you don't want to download a guide. You want like a person there. Um, and I also, I'm so passionate about women owning their own businesses. So I started a way for women to own their own businesses and women out there to get the help they need. And it's just like a win, win, win for everybody. And I'm so excited about it. So that's probably my big thing right now. Yeah, that's a good one. You look yeah. like you're glowing when you talk about it. So that's fine. I, I'm I'm just thrilled. I'm so thrilled. We had 13 women just launch, launch their businesses this month. Nice. Well, congrats yeah. on that. Well, Jennifer, again, thank you so much for joining us. I know it has been really helpful because again, for a lot of women getting into this minimalism or intentional kind of lifestyle does start in their closets. And so I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your um, expertise and really just helping our listeners today. Such a pleasure. Thank you again. Of course. Have a good one. Wasn't that a fun episode? I had such a great time chatting with Jennifer and I love how she suggests using three words to help you find your signature style. And speaking of your style, if that is something you struggle with and would like more help, be sure to check out the show notes. There you will find links to Jennifer's website and podcast and her free wardrobe personality quiz that can help you start to discover your personal style. I took the quiz and I'm happy to say that it was spot on. You can get links to all of it on my website at littlegreenbow.com slash 73. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 73. Thanks again to Jennifer for being a guest on the Wannabe Minimalist Show. That just about wraps it up for today's episode. But before I go, I want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know that your time is limited and valuable, and it means the world to me that you choose to spend some of it with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode and have not done so already, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. I'm excited about the lineup of the guests that I'll have on the show over the next few months. And I'd also like to encourage you to leave a review so more people can find us and discover the benefits of a minimalist, intentional, and simplified lifestyle for themselves and their families. All right, that takes care of our show for this week. Join me next week when I will be talking about how to stay organized during the most stressful, I mean, most wonderful time of the year. As we head into the holiday season, we all find ourselves busier than ever. And so I'll be sharing my favorite tips to make sure that we can find space to enjoy it all. You won't want to miss it. I'll see you next week. Cheers. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. 
So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.